Hello and welcome to Business Line's Women's Day Special Podcast. Women have made great strides at the workplace, broken glass ceilings and increasingly made their voices count. Yet, gender bias continues to plague organizations. A LinkedIn survey says 85% of women feel they have missed out on a promotion or a raise because of their gender. Today we have with us Saundarya Rajesh, founder president of Avtar, who pioneered second career opportunities for women in corporate India. She also counsels organizations to develop gender inclusive plans. Let's get a status check from her on what has changed for working women in India and what still needs to be done. Hi Sondarya, welcome to Business Line Podcast. Good to have you. Hi Chitra, as usual, absolutely delighted and excited to be here. Yeah, so we are heading into yet another Women's Day and you've been tracking diversity for over two decades. Your avatar is now 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you must have been really seeing the way companies look at diversity and the whole gender and inclusion space, right? So what has changed in the two decades that you've been looking at the space and what has not? The good news first, I think the very terms diversity, equity, inclusion, these have entered not just the vocabulary but also the mind space of leaders and I'm very happy with that. Second, the understanding that's there today in the minds of talent managers that women's careers have to be dealt with differently and enabled equitably, that's a big plus today. And I'll give you another point. The career break, my own, which I took in the mid-90s, and then which caused me to sort of start Avatar as a solution to that, which in the 80s, 90s, and till the 2000s was considered a complete deal breaker, a complete anathema, is actually now diminished to a very large extent. So I think these three would be the good news. The not-so-good news The first thing, this is women's labor force participation. That in India continues to dwindle at 24% post-COVID and an absolute paltry 12% in the white-collar workforce in metros and sub-metros. Second point, biases. Both the unconscious and the conscious variety, they still continue to play a very dominant, very debilitating role in the workplace. And third, I would say we still have a very shockingly low number of women in leadership and board positions. So in the last 20 years, I think it seems to be that there has been some progress, definitely some good news. But I think has those good news actually translated into very discernible change? I'm not so sure, Chitra. That's right. Actually, we did a chart in Business Line a few days ago and the uh-huh. share of women CEOs and CFOs in India was less than 3%, uh-huh. which is really shocking. But this women say the theme that has been given is choose to challenge. So from choose to challenge, it looks as though the onus has been left to women to choose, right? So if you can dwell upon the theme and whether the ecosystem actually needs to change, why should women still keep fighting? Again, a great question, Chitra. I have been observing the space of women's workforce participation for over 15 years really closely as a researcher 
and an entrepreneur in this space. And actually for almost 30 years, I was a participant in the system. And I must tell you, the correlation between gender equality and organizational competitiveness is powerful. It is strong. You know, we run the annual Working Mother and Avatar, Best Companies for Women in India. And when we analyze the performance of the 100 best companies in that list, and especially during the you know, COVID period, we find that productivity, better profitability, better problem-solving capability of companies which are gender diverse is absolutely unmistakable. So therefore, every year whenever you have Women's Day coming upon us and, you know, there is a theme to be chosen and this year's theme is choose to challenge, I'm wondering how can we actually take this topic, choose to challenge, to really mean something. It's very tempting for everyone to say that, yeah, things are better than before. There's more of awareness, acceptance of the fact that gender diversity is here to stay and so on, and actually simply leave the larger issues to a small community of change makers who really struggle with changing status quo. I mean, I speak from my own experience. I speak from the experience of observing several such change makers who are fighting against that status quo. But you know something, Chitra, when we meet the actual women, the women who have exited the workplace, either because there was a lack of safety or because there was a lack of mentoring or because even something as simple as flexibility was not provided, you are outraged. You are wondering why have the powers that be not made a difference. So I think this year, this topic of choose to challenge, I think we should look at both parts of it, choice and challenging. So the first aspect of choice, I'm really looking at what are the choices that we are laying in front of the woman professional. We are urging her to study well and therefore educational attainment in India has seen a significant increase. So great, that means that more women, more young girls are getting through school, getting through college, probably getting through higher education in terms of even the professional courses and probably even things like PhDs and double specializations and so on. Very good. Very happy. But after that, what? What choices are we giving them? Are we just saying that either the choice is that you probably get married and then have children and, you know, go down that route and make it unsustainable for you to pursue a career? Or are we telling them, that yes, it would be difficult initially for you to have it all, you know, manage a home and this and that, but with the proper enablers, with actually your spouse being the biggest enabler of them all, and with organizations really opening their minds to what kind of equitable support can be given to the women, you can actually pursue a career of your choice and reach the fullest of your potential. So that piece of choice, I'm really hoping more organizations make it one of their Women's Day focus areas to provide a variety of different choices of enablers for women to take. This is the first part of the choice piece. The challenge piece, I think this part, I would say, is absolutely within the gamut of what leadership can do. It is the leader. It is the person at the top of the hierarchy. It's the entrepreneur, the business owner. It is the managing director, the CEO. It is these people who actually create the culture of inclusion within the organization. 
so when women first join the workspace when they're just uh-huh. entering the workspace is there any training that companies can do to make sure that they don't drop out of the workplace in the first place <laughs> so chitra it's like this the indian woman professional is actually a very different sort of a person she is the composite of not only generations of a kind of conditioning that happens in our cities towns in our sub metros definitely the smaller suburban towns and even in our villages and this composite of the mindset that actually comes into the woman is that everything else is secondary to your care giving role this message is definitely consistently kind of dinned into her i am absolutely okay with it i don't have a problem with that at all yes if in case that individual the woman takes on a caregiving role and she likes it fantastic but that should be a choice so in my view i think that one of the first things that early career women require when they enter into the workplace is a setting of expectations if you are a very high flying academic achiever and then you enter into the workplace you kind of believe that the same kind of linear setup that you had where efforts equal results that's exactly the same thing that you will face in the workplace and we have to sensitize her we have to tell her that yes efforts equal results but there will be a lot of all of these challenges too and it would be great if you could be prepared beforehand to deal with the challenges so it's actually a question of working parallelly on two objectives chitra on the one side you're working with the organization to tell them make sure that marriage is not a deal breaker for the women give them enablers help them be more intentional provide them with equity based policies and programs which can help them to deal with whatever it is that is the reality of their life that's on the one part parallelly we are talking to the women we have our portal myavatar.com which is m y a v t a r.com and in myavatar.com we have women who log in who deposit their profiles who seek out diversity based organizations who wish to give jobs primarily because of the fact that they want a better diverse workplace we tell them that you know what yes you're very talented there is merit in your being higher but at the same time there are all of these competencies which you should build and what are these competencies that they could be very simple things like networking the ability to negotiate the ability to really communicate and and deal with complexity if she built that capability that capacity to deal with this complexity and really not look at everything as just being binary really develop that skill of non binary thinking she then really understands the world better she sets milestones or she sets targets for herself which definitely are a stretch target but at the same time she's happy while achieving them i think happiness is a very underrated value in the workplace today i think more organizations should pursue happiness as a value and virtue and i think gender inclusion and this entire space of diversity equity and inclusion actually generates the happiness chitra yeah that's actually a great thought so yeah, loved having you. you on uh, business line podcast thank you thank and you wish you a very always. happy women's day thank you always a pleasure to talk to you happy international women's day to you too thank you